I'm Jonas Bordeaux with Rent Matters. Welcome. Really excited today to be talking to Jasmine. She's a realtor in Los Angeles and she runs a real estate collective called Honey Home where she specializes in working with renters. She's got years and years of experience working with renters. We're really excited to talk to her today to get her perspective on the rental market. And Jasmine, welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. It's so good to have you on the pod. Really appreciate you taking the time. So where should we start? I know you've got a ton of renters that you've worked with over the years. You've got your own personal renting experience. You know, where should we kick this off? Yeah, I guess we could start with just the process of finding a rental because I think it's becoming more and more complicated. The market's been a little saturated. So I'm a renter. I still rent and I did specialize in rental. So I have a lot I can say about that. That's fantastic. It sounds like a great jumping off point. So you have worked with how many hundreds, thousands of renters over the years? Yeah, thousands, which is wild. It's kind of why I've never thought about it. I started off specializing in a particular neighborhood in Los Angeles, and I lived in that neighborhood. My office was in that neighborhood, and I only targeted renters that wanted to live in that neighborhood, which was an interesting way of running my real estate business because it was so niche, but it actually helped me a lot because I got really familiar with what people were looking for. And I still kind of specialize on the east side of Los Angeles. I don't know how familiar you are with Los Angeles, but in this city, it's very different from neighborhood to neighborhood, and it's a very different kind of renter. So it was really fun just kind of getting to learn what people want in one particular part of town. And then now that I do all of Los Angeles, I can kind of see the different variations in what renters' personality types are and what they're looking for in their homes across the city. Yeah, I think that's a great point because so many cities, LA included, are, are cities of neighborhoods where there's really distinct personalities at each one of those neighborhoods. And, you know, different folks want to live in different places for their own reasons. Uh, maybe they like the feel of it. Maybe family's close by or work is close by. How important is it if you're working with a broker to work with a real specialist in that neighborhood? How much does that matter? Personally, <laughs> this is a little controversial to say. I don't think most renters don't really need to work with a broker. I think there's so many things they can do on their own to find their rental home. And if they already know which neighborhood they want to be in, they have a good idea already of the kind of home they want to be in. Because like you said, each neighborhood kind of has its own personality. And for instance, on the east side of Los Angeles, there's a lot of older homes. A lot of them were built in the early 1900s, and there's a lot of character to them. But there's a lot of renters that come from the west side that that's not really their favorite thing. They want something more modern and new and updated. So if you're coming to, say, the east side of Los Angeles, and you are really zeroing in on a neighborhood, it's, you kind of already know what you want. And there's so many tools out there now that can help renters find their next home for free that they really don't have to hire a real estate agent to do it for them. Well, it certainly makes sense. And that's a lot of what we see. Who are the people who do benefit from that broker partnership? What are the characteristics of somebody who might benefit from that versus the folks who do it yourself on Dwellsy or something like that? 
So the people that would benefit from getting a broker would be those that are looking for either short-term rentals or if they're looking for a more luxury property, which is just a rare kind of property. But I feel like over a certain monthly rental amount, it's a good idea to hire a broker to help you because there's a lot of off-markets brokers know about. When it gets to a certain rental price, a lot of those properties are kind of relationship-based and agents really have like their finger on the pulse with that. So I think if you're looking for a luxury property or you're looking for a short-term property, or if you just have really super specific criteria for your home, then getting an agent is a good idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. The, the more niche your search, the harder your search is going to be, the more you're going to benefit from getting help in that process, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, for those who are interested in working with a broker, what does the experience look like? Typically, you would go into some kind of contract. So it could be like a 30-day contract. And they will kind of set you up with the search. So I like to ask renters, okay, what exactly are you looking for? I like to have a list of their must-haves and a list of their would-be nice-to-haves because they're most likely not going to get all of it, but it helps me zero in on what kind of property to bring them. And then I will set up like an automatic search for them on the MLS. So they'll get updates when there's new rental properties that match their criteria. And I will just kind of do the groundwork for them. I I want anyone that's working with me, if it's a buyer, seller, or renter, the idea is that they just get to like sit back and relax. And so I will even go walk the neighborhoods that they're interested in and look for standard for rent signs and contact the owners. And the real benefit of having a broker too is for them to do any negotiating on your behalf. So maybe there's a really beautiful property, but slightly over their budget. The agent can do some kind of negotiating for the renter with the homeowners. So usually I set them up with a search. I'll send them properties almost daily. And once we find something we like, if there's any negotiating that needs to happen, I'll do that for them. And then I get them set up with a really solid application. People don't know how serious it is to have like a really, really good application package. So I'll work with them on getting a really solid application and then we present it to the owner. And then when it comes time to sign a lease, again, if there's any negotiations, the agent can do that for them. That's great. You know, there's so many good points in that. I'm going to hit on a couple of them. Let's start with the application because I think that's, that is so often overlooked. People just kind of fly through it. And, you know, this is how landlord is making the decision about whether to let you use this enormous asset of theirs for an extended period of time. It's a big decision for them and putting your best foot forward there. What are, what are some of the mistakes you see renters make in the application? So I think in general, renters don't think that the owners are actually processing that application. So a standard application will typically ask for their employer information, obviously their financials. And a lot of the time, there's actually a section on there for personal references. And renters will either just half fill out the application and not fill out every section of it. And a lot of the time that gets their application thrown out because, you know, the owners don't have time to, to go back to them and get them to fill out the full application. So they'll just throw it out. But it's funny because before I became a realtor, I applied for a rental property and I filled out the full application and the agent did contact my personal references. And because my personal references gave me such great reviews, I not only got the place, but she offered me a job as an assistant. <laughs> That's how I got into real estate. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. And so I tell 
people. I'm like, fill out the full application. They really will call your references and they really will call your landlord. So do it right. You don't put more work on them to make them jump through hoops to try to track down a reference. And then a cover letter is always a really great idea too, because if the renter is using an agent or if the homeowner is using an agent and they're not personally meeting, writing a cover letter humanizes the renter and they can really make an impression that way. Mm-hmm. And what kind of things would you put in the cover letter? I like to always compliment the home first and foremost. So just really listing like details about it that you really love, because I think a lot of homeowners want someone in there that genuinely loves the property. And then obviously just a little bit about them highlighting all of their best features. And then if there's anything in the application that might need more explaining, it's good to get ahead of that in your cover letter. So if for some reason the application asks for three months of financials and you only have two because you just started your new job and you only have two pay stubs, the cover letter is a great place to say that and offer to give them other information if they want more information from you. And then obviously for any like offers, if someone wants to negotiate on the rental price or they want to make an offer, maybe it's really competitive and they want to offer like six months of rent in advance, the cover letter is the place to do that. Yeah, no, that's that's fabulous. The cover letter can be a really powerful tool to stand out. And the number of renters that I've talked to in the past couple of years who have submitted an application and just never heard back anything. And then they look at their application and they realize they only filled out half of it or they didn't put their contact information on there. They, you know, they paid the money, they got a hard pull on their credit. And they didn't even hear back from the landlord because they didn't complete the application. It's a terrible outcome for everybody. So yeah, really being attentive to that is important. Definitely. You, you also mentioned walking the neighborhood. And, you know, this is something that we talk about casually all the time, but I'm curious if there's like a technique of things to look for as you walk a neighborhood, because that, that really is one of the core things to do in the rental search is to figure out where you want to be, walk the neighborhood to get to know it. You know, what, what tips would you give people in that process? So walking the neighborhood is my favorite thing to do, and it's always where I start. So if it were me, I would, first of all, zero in within like a five block radius. I like to zero in on exactly where I'd like to be, and I like to walk it in the morning and in the night because I want to get an idea of how the neighborhood changes throughout the day and make sure it's, it's still an area I want to be in. And then I look for standard for rent signs. So any rental signs that aren't linked to a brokerage or linked to Westside Rentals or anything like that, because the standard for rent sign is typically something that the owner just put on their front yard because they're the ones representing the property. So so I will walk through, I look for first standard for rent signs. I make a list and I usually go over it the next day and I will just go through my list and I will call those numbers of my favorite properties and introduce myself to the homeowner and let them know that I walked by their property. I always give a detail of what I loved about it and try to set up like an in-person date. So yeah, that's how I treat it. It's hard to walk a large area. So I think getting really clear on exactly where you want to be, not only makes it easier for the renter, but also there's a manifestation element that happens in looking for a home that I don't think people talk about. There's definitely a magic behind it. So when you get really clear on your intention of where you want to live, I feel like that helps call forth the right property. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm right there with you. There is magic in this process and there's so much about being there in that exact moment as the landlord is like carrying the sign out to the front yard. 
right to be walking by at that moment of like the perfect place just becoming available in that moment when you're right there it's funny i talked to a renter a couple of months ago who uh, she'd had that happen to her twice in her search oh wow yeah you know the pattern is very clear you've got to be first you've got to be early in order to get the place and she'd literally gotten people planting signs in their front yard on two separate occasions like okay she's on it she knows what she's doing she's on it yeah she's got to teach us her ways <laughs> seriously <laughs> Uh, well, that's great on walking the neighborhood. What about negotiation? That's one of my favorite topics. You've brought that up a couple of times now. You know, I think one of the mistakes that a lot of folks make is they just assume the price is the price, like going to the grocery store or something, when in fact, it's more like going to the auto dealer. You should expect to negotiate. Way too many people don't. How do you approach the negotiation on behalf of your clients? So I like to understand what the owner is looking for. What's their bottom line? And a lot of people think that landlords just want to get the highest amount they can get for the rental. And in my experience, that's actually not true. They want someone in their home that they trust, someone that's low maintenance, somebody that's communicative, somebody that will respect their place because it is their home or it's their biggest investment. And so there's a relationship. It's kind of like a matchmaking service when you're putting a renter into a homeowner's property. So I like to get clear with the owner what they really want. Do you want somebody that is just going to pay you the highest amount and you have the most rent on your block, but they might be high maintenance? Because Typically, the higher you go with the rent, you might get a more high maintenance renter because they're expecting more for what they're paying. So once I can get clear on what the homeowner wants, that gives me leverage on negotiating. And at the end of the day, I find that if the renter looks great on paper, they wrote an awesome cover letter, they've got great energy, and if I can set up a meet and greet and there's sparks flying, the price no longer seems to be such an issue. So coming down a couple hundred bucks or even a few hundred bucks is doable. And sometimes you can you can offset the rent, maybe the rent 3,000 and they, the renter wants to pay 2,800 or 2,700 and they're willing to stay longer. So they're like, oh, I'll sign a 24 month lease or a 15 month lease if you will bring the rent down to this price. And because we did our work in making sure that their application was solid, the homeowner wants to lock in a really great tenant. So that's worth it to them to get get a tenant for longer and just bump the rent down a couple hundred bucks versus, oh, they might leave after a year and I have to go through this whole process again. You said matchmaking. I think that's so true. It's such a personal experience, right? Both the, the landlord and the renter have such a personal human relationship with this space. You know, Often the landlord has lived there or it was in their family or something like that. So they have a very deep personal relationship with that space. And for the renter, of course, it's going to be your home. So again, a very deep personal relationship. So finding that match is really important and figuring out how to get the landlord to a point where they're confident and comfortable in you as the renter uh, is really valuable. Finding a home and even on the other side, listing your home, it's emotional. And I think people look at real estate as this very analytical thing that it's it's not an emotional transaction. Yeah, and particularly, you know, if you're talking about that, you know, super cool loft that is one of a kind or that neat craftsman that's, you know, 1910 and perfectly preserved, you know, that kind of place is really special and it's going to be an amazing place to live. But it's also the reason it's so special is because the landlord has taken care of it across multiple tenancies over the years. They want somebody they can trust in that space. 
Definitely. It's a long relationship too. You know, you, you're tied to that person for at least a year. And so you want to make sure you like them. Very true. Very, very true. Yeah. It's, you know, everything is just so much easier when you get along with your landlord, you know, for the landlord, when you get along with your resident, you know, that's just, everything just works so much better. So many places where grace is required and people are just much more likely to, you know, be graceful when there's a good relationship. Well, Jasmine, any other tips or tricks that you have picked up along the way that we haven't talked about that you'd love to share for renters who are in the search? Yes. Another great trick is to utilize social media. Follow different hashtags. Like I like to follow hashtags that are very specific to where I'm at. So maybe for rent in LA. Or if you come across different agents or brokerages that tend to have the kinds of properties you're interested in, give them a follow. Because I'm finding more and more, and I know I do this personally, when I know I have a listing coming up, I I go to social media first almost always. And I will maybe drop a little hint in my stories or I'll give a sneak peek in my stories. And I've been doing that a lot this year. And I've leased a few places off of social media alone before I even listed it everywhere because that's where people are. Everyone's on social media. Taking your rental search online in that way too, of of getting familiar with different agents and different brokerages and, and different companies that have rental properties that you're interested in and following along. Like you don't have to look right when you're looking for a home, but maybe like start following them when you're six months out. That way you're not putting the pressure on yourself to find something at the last minute. So that's something I like to do. And I also like to join different communities and groups. So for instance, I'm part of the Nextdoor app and in the Los Feliz community, because that's where I live. And there's a lot of different neighbors that will list their home on there. And it's just them. They're not using any kind of service. Sometimes it's a regular 12 month term, but a lot of the time it's like short-term rentals too which are harder and harder to find. So getting onto these little communities and becoming part of them so that you can get to know the neighbors in that area. um, It's a great way to get notified of something coming on the market and um, establishing a relationship ahead of time. I think that's such a good tip. You know, we we try to have all the inventory on Dwellsey, but of course we're not there. There's always going to be some stuff that we don't get. And, you know, I think a place like next door is a fabulous tip for renters because there's so many people who don't know how to market their place and they just put it out on next door because it's a community they're a part of. And if you're active in that community, cause you know, it's where you want to live, either you're already there or you're moving there. That's a great channel to be able to reach people. Yeah. And I'm not just saying this because I'm on this podcast right now, but I've been telling people they really should utilize Dwellsy Edge. Because if I had that when I was looking for a rental, I think it really would have made such a huge difference because it takes out a lot of the work in scouring the internet, walking around all these neighborhoods, doing, it's a lot of work that goes into finding a rental. And you guys have created such an awesome tool where, you know, you just pay a little bit of money and you guys are essentially doing that search for the renters for an entire year. And then you just get to like, as the renters sit back, relax and wait to get notified of a listing. So I just think that's such a great, great tool. And I'm really glad that somebody thought of it. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. (laughs) We've worked hard to make it a great product. I'm glad it's resonating with you. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. 
Well, Jasmine, this has been fabulous. I've really appreciated the time. If our, our listeners want to get in touch with you, uh, if they happen to be looking for a place in LA, how can they reach you? They can visit www.honeyhome.io or they can follow me on Instagram at honeyhomeltd. Fantastic. Well, Jasmine, again, it's been such a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on the pod. Thank you for having me. It means a lot. This has been Jonas Bordeaux from Dwellsy with Rent Matters. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you to Lena Stevens for production and editing and Gloria Tells for the music. Please be sure to subscribe and leave a review so other renters can find us. Lastly, but most importantly, please be sure to email rentmatters at dwellsy.com if you're interested in being our next guest. Happy renting! Thank you.